Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I'm so grateful for your time and your interest. I've been away for a few weeks taking a break through these horse latitudes of summer, but I'm back now and I hope to have a new episode for you every week. Our topic for today is chronic complaining. Now, I say this myself as a world-class complainer, as my favorite singer Bono from U2 has said, we preach what we need to hear. So my reflections today are primarily to myself, and I hope that you might find some wisdom in them as well. And this is not about all complaining. I recognize that sometimes we complain because there are legitimate issues and grievances that need to be redressed. What I'm talking about here is chronic complaining. It's uh, for people who are world-class complainers. If you find others saying to you, boy, you complain a lot, then there might be something in here that you will find helpful. Okay, let's take a look at this in three different parts. First of all, why do we complain? Then we'll move on to signs of unhealthy complaining. And third, how might we respond to complaining, both our own and that of others? First of all, why do we complain? I think we all recognize that complaining can feel good. Complaining with other people can be bonding. It seems that we're wired for some kind of commonality over complaining. You might find this in school or in a work situation or other communities that you're a part of. This is a way that people can build camaraderie is through complaining. Secondly, complaining can be a sign of jealousy or low self-esteem. We strip value away from something or someone through the complaining because that elevates the ego and helps us to avoid feelings of inadequacy. Third, we might complain because we're afraid, but we can't quite name what the fear is. Or we're experiencing some kind of pain and suffering, but it's not recognized, and something deep within is trying to express it. Complaining can also be a projection. We might notice a trait in another that we despise in ourselves. There's something about that person that we know is true about us, and we have rejected it in ourselves. So when we see, uh, we, when we see that characteristic in the other, it triggers us, and then we start complaining, when actually the real issue is what's going on inside of us. For some people, complaining comes out of an attachment to being unhappy, an attachment to misery, an unwillingness to be joyful. There might be resistance to joy because that would mean having a greater attitude of gratitude and an acknowledgement of dependence. And those are two things in our culture that we generally do not want to embrace widely, to acknowledge the many blessings we have been given and to also say that I have not done this myself. I am dependent upon others and God and many other support systems that have brought me to where I am and made me the person that I am. It can be difficult to accept that and face that. Once again, our, to be grateful and to acknowledge our dependence. Sometimes there are family dynamics or generational issues that, that have helped to create an internal state of chronic negativity. For example, children of alcoholic parents have come to expect disappointment. So they, they can have... They, not all in all cases, but they can tend to have low expectations and they can point out why, reasons why something is going to fail or why it will not uh, live up to what it's supposed to be because they are expecting disappointment. It's almost as if that's in their 
That's in their DNA. That's the way they've been trained unconsciously, but trained nonetheless to think. In dynamics like that, we want to have patience and compassion, I think, and try to understand where people are really coming from. There could also be cultural reasons for complaining. I remember the English singer Morrissey had a song called, We Hate It When Our Friends Become Successful. That spoke to what he saw as a cultural dynamic that uh, that held a lot of jealousy and was unable to celebrate when others achieve or accomplish. So the default response becomes complaining about that person. And finally, complaining can point to soulful questions. It might be a way of something deep inside saying, there needs to be a change made in life or attitude here. That something deeper is trying to express itself. There's some difficult life circumstance that just can't go on. And it might be a way of saying, do I need some support? Is there a way that my distress can be heard? I think when complaining points to a soulful question, we need to be attempted, attentive to the fact that the complaining uh, can become a simple palliative, meaning a way of blowing off steam, but no action follows from it. So in that case, uh, the complaining can be a way of actually avoiding the suffering that we're going to need to go through. It's as if life is saying, look, something needs to change and you have to face it now. What's really going on here? Uh, and the complaining might be a way to avoid that because if we make some choices, if we take action, that's going to be hard. It might mean turning some parts of our life upside down. Uh, making some major alterations in our course, that's hard. And so we need to discern then, what is this complaining really calling me to face in my life? Let's look at some signs of unhealthy complaining. First of all, there's denial. That's when we might say, I'm not a complainer, I just call it like it is. I'm just being real. Or perhaps our complaining is because we tend to focus on mistakes of ourselves and others. We, by default, see incompetence, ill will, and negligence in other people. We don't tend to give others the benefit of the doubt, and so we just complain about them. We might catch ourselves complaining about the failures of ourselves and others over and over again. It's a way of replaying failure over and over. I think this is really the voice of what I call the internal liar. It's a shaming voice. It's one that goes beyond saying, oh, you made a mistake and you need to correct that, to saying, you, you are failure. You are inadequate. It's a way that we tear ourselves down. And we have to distinguish between that voice that is shaming and what is the voice of truth. Another sign of unhealthy complaining, when irritation becomes our normal response to most events. I think we need to ask, what's really at the root of this? What's going on? Why is my default to be irritated and annoyed? Another sign, you deflect corrective feedback with excuses and blame, that there's some part of you that's just not ready yet or not mature enough yet to receive and integrate constructive criticism. And finally, how might we respond to complaining, both our own and that we hear from others? I think first we might pause and ask, what is at the root of this? Is it jealousy or fear, some issue of self-esteem, or is there a soul issue here that needs to be heard? It's trying to express itself. 
we ask what's really going on. Is this neurotic complaining, meaning am I trying to avoid some kind of suffering or hard truth? Or am I facing a suffering that is legitimate? A mentor of mine once said, a symptom suffers less when it knows where it belongs, which is to say, not everything can be fixed right away, but if it's properly named, that's a start on the road to healing. We might ask ourselves, can I move beyond blowing off steam to, to taking action? As in, what are the choices, what are the course corrections that I, I need to make here to get this situation resolved? When we're dealing with others in our life who might be chronic complainers, we have to remember that some people might have grown to see themselves as victims. They're victims of the world. And for them, the world and other people are a negative experience. And in their perception, they're simply responding appropriately to how bad things are and how upsetting it is for them. I don't think it's helpful to try to convince a chronic complainer that things are not so bad or to suggest that they're overreacting to events or situations. Maybe the most effective thing, thing to do is to validate their feelings, to say, I hear you, to express sympathy sincerely. We might say, that must be really hard for you to go through. I hear what you're saying. And then to redirect the complainer to the task at hand or some other subject. I think in the majority of situations, and there are of course some exceptions, it's not helpful to offer advice or solutions to people who have issues with chronic complaining. We simply stick to sympathy and validation and redirecting. Also acknowledging that even people who are chronic complainers sometimes encounter difficult problems and they make legitimate complaints that need support and need help in redressing. It's really a question of discernment for all of us, I think. We might conclude with this thought. When we become conscious, when we become more awake and self-aware, and we ask, what is at the root of my inordinate complaining? When we can ask that question, this can become an opportunity for grace because with God's grace, we can grow in self-knowledge, find areas of our life that are in need of healing, and become more whole. Again, my thanks to you for listening, and let's conclude with just a moment of quiet meditation. <laughs> 